Ladies and gentlemen, you found the program that pulls no punches, that knocks out political correctness, and delivers a right cross to defend the Constitution. We call it Fighting Words. And now, entering the ring, retired infantry colonel, trial lawyer, and fighter for truth and justice, Kurt Schlichter. Hey everybody, this is Kurt Schlichter with the Fighting Words Podcast, the Hugh Hewitt Affiliated Podcast that... uh, honors, respects, and obeys the FCC constraints against my natural inclination to swear like a sailor. If you like that, go check out my unredacted podcast on Town Hall VIP. It's there every Monday if you're a VIP member, and you should be a VIP member. Let's get right into it. Let's talk about the subject du jour, and that is John Roberts. What's up with this guy? He's, uh, my gosh, he's like, he's like a a judicial Jekyll and Hyde, you know, half the time he's coming out and he's doing good things like this Espinosa case. And other times he seems to be bending over backwards to stay in the liberal majority with things like the Bostock case, which, uh, you know, that's a statutory interpretation case. That's the one where they said, uh, you know, Gorsuch actually wrote it. Title 10 is a, uh. Uh, or I'm sorry, Title Seven relates to sex, and that's why you have to, you know, pretend that sex is not really a thing, but it really is. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. And that's kind of that was kind of a disappointment for conservatives. He's been he's been very disappointing lately. Um, you know, the DACA thing was terrible. And what he does, here, here's what he does. When he does some conservative, he does it in a constitutional kind of big picture sense, right? When he wants to be conservative, he doesn't hesitate. He's like, you know, in the Espinoza case, which was a case about a Blaine Amendment in Montana that basically said uh, religious schools can't get uh, uh, state grants while non-religious schools can, thereby discriminating against religious schools. Um, he He... he makes a free exercise claim or makes a free exercise argument in his opinion. And he, very good opinion. Okay. Hugh was over the moon about it. It's a good opinion. All right. He, he basically says, look, you know, the constitution doesn't allow, doesn't require that you give up, you know, practicing your religion. It just doesn't, you know, and, and, and actually the, the, the stunning thing about the decision is that four, four members of the court thought it was perfectly okay to discriminate against religion, right? You know, hey, your religion's fine as long as you don't actually do anything consistent with it, which is kind of the liberal thing, all right? We've seen, and, and Roberts was part of it, we've seen that liberal, uh, you know, the, the, the liberal justices really don't treat religion as something important. They're like, well, you know, we have this pangolin pandemic panic and, you know, if they want to ban churches, they can ban churches. You know, and of course, this decision comes out as all these protests are out, which correlate with the 
new rise of the coronavirus, but you, of course, won't hear that from the mainstream media. They want to pretend it's because Trump won't wear a mask when he goes to visit somebody. That's what's doing it. And it's just like, shut up, stupid. So, anyway, what our pal Roberts does (coughs) is he gets very technical when he wants to be with the liberals. Like in the Obamacare decision, well, you know... You know, I've got to lean over backwards to 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 validate what the constitution, you know, what the what the what the law says, even though it's manifestly wrong. And I know they said it isn't a tax, but it is a tax. And of course, later we're going to get a challenge that said, okay, it's not a tax anymore. At which point he will, my guess is, find some other loopy argument uh, of a fake technicality to basically get him to go where he wants to go. I'm kind of done with Roberts and I know Hugh's a big fan, but I, I'm kind of, I, I, you know, I'm not sure he's full suitor because Souter was just a flat out liberal, but he's definitely Souter-esque. And that's a problem because that's not what we put conservative judges in there for. The, here, here's one of the problems with conservative judges. They're not ideologues. All this stuff about, you know, originalism and textualism and all this stuff and you know that they're they're actually gonna you know look at the law and all this stuff it doesn't lead to what i want okay what do i want in a conservative judge i want a judge who is a reliable conservative vote yeah okay i i don't you know i i i am less interested in uh, the process, he gets the result, then the result. And I got to tell you, that's uh, doesn't make me happy. I would, uh, uh, I would love a situation where you know they analyzed the the case and came to a decision, and that doesn't happen. All the liberal votes on the court are consistently liberal, no matter what. That's the thing. The only people who ever surprise them are conservatives. Okay, it's always a surprise that conservative sides with the liberal. It's never a liberal sides with a conservative. It is never a liberal side with a conservative. Okay, liberals put on people who are results oriented. And frankly, I'm not against results oriented judges in, you know, Supreme Court cases. I'm just not. I, I can't be because I'm tired of principles that end up defeating our constitutional rights. And you can't see me doing a little quotation mark thing when I say principles, but always assume when I say principles, I'm doing the quotation mark thing because it's not that I don't believe in the concept of principles. I just don't believe in the current application of the concept of principles because it's always baloney. Always. Anybody who comes to say, well, you've got to stay by your constitutional principles is trying, or, or conservative principles, is trying to do something liberal. Okay? Oh, John Roberts. You know, you know, Roberts is the reason that we haven't seen any gun cases in 10 years. Okay? We should be, we should be doing the gun cases, but no one can trust Roberts. Because even though Roberts signed on to Heller and McDonald, he is not a reliable conservative vote. The Democrats are all reliable. The liberals are all reliable. They are absolutely reliable. It doesn't matter. Look, the 
what the Constitution says does not matter. Free speech, they were against Citizens United, which was a case about prosecuting someone for wanting to show a movie about Hillary Clinton in a negative light. Now, what they said, well, it was during a campaign and blah, 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 and you spent money and blah, blah, blah. They wanted to put someone in jail for making a movie critical of a politician. They said that was okay under the Constitution. Okay? There's no conceivable, coherent analysis of the First Amendment where it becomes okay to put someone in prison for making a movie critical of a politician. And yet they did. Because they don't care what the Constitution says. They do not care. They are results-oriented. Free exercise of religion. You, should, you could practice your religion any way you want. See, there should be a period there. But with the liberals, it's, but unless you actually do it and it gets in our way. Rights don't matter if they don't get in someone's way. Free speech doesn't matter if everybody agrees with you. Free speech doesn't matter when it's speech that you're just fine with. Free speech does matter when the speech annoys you, irritates you, harms you, even. Becomes an obstacle to you. Okay? They don't care. They don't care about the second matter. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Okay? Shall not be infringed to them means shall totally be infringed, and you don't have the right anyway. And is it a surprise that normal Americans are like, I thought I had, you know, protection here? Because that's what the Constitution does. It protects rights granted by God. But it, 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 it specifies that the, the United States government and its subordinate entities, uh, like the states, uh, because the rights are incorporated into the, uh, to the states, um, will, will not violate these. We rely on those. But we have four judges who will regularly ignore that. They strip you of your protection. And they, they're just reasons and rationale, and it's all baloney. And sometimes uh, Roberts will join them. But what, but what he does is he joins them on technicalities. Well, you didn't raise this issue. It's not before us. Oh, well, you know, here's another technical argument. Well, I don't even need to get to the hard part, which is a decision that's going to make the Washington Post write bad things about me and not like me. Now, there are lots of people who speculate that somebody has pictures of, you know, John Roberts doing something appalling. And what's more likely is John Roberts is mad at Donald Trump. John Ro Roberts believes in some way that his job is to save the Supreme Court from the damage Trump is doing. Protect the institution. He is destroying the institution because the only people who cared about the institution, the only people who cared about the kind of legal theory he pretends to care about 
were conservatives. Liberals never did. Again, all the liberals on the court are simply always going to vote liberal. Every single time. You cannot point out when a liberal justice did not vote in a liberal way on a significant issue. You just can't. It never happens. So the only people protecting the integrity of the court are the conservatives. And he's alienating them. And the way he's alienating them, well, I don't want to make controversial rulings. I will find a way not to make the ruling that the Constitution compels. And that, coincidentally, conservatives are relying on. In other words, I'll find an excuse not to give conservatives the relief they want by going to the Supreme Court. So why are we supposed to give a damn about the Supreme Court? Why are we supposed to invest it? Why are we supposed to care about this institution and not want to destroy it if it doesn't meet our needs? And our need is for the protections in it to be enforced. And in many cases, they are. Yes, we won in Espinosa. We may win in Our Lady of Guadalupe. We may win in uh, the, the other religion case coming out next week. We may or we may not. We can't tell. Because we can't tell what John Roberts will do. I want conservative justices. I can tell what they're going to do. Okay, John Roberts was a mistake. He's not a suitor level mistake, but it's a typical Bush thing. He got in somebody who cared about the establishment and the institutions more than he cared about the law. And here's the ironic thing. that It will destroy the institution. The Supreme Court he pretends to love you know, that a deliberative body that measures the law by his results or liberal results oriented. Well, it's not really liberal, but institutional results oriented. Jurisprudence is actually undercutting, undermining and destroying the Supreme Court's credibility. He's doing more damage to the Supreme Court than anyone else. What should he do? He should do what the Constitution says. That's what he should do all the time. And yes, the Washington Post is going to scream. Yes, the liberals are going to say, Chuck Schumer's going to have a conniption. That's what we pay him for. And yeah, he may get dirty looks at the country club. People may not like him. He may get, you know, Jennifer Rubin writing a, a, a really uh, stinging rebuke of him on the op-ed page. That's what he's paid for. But he's not doing that. He's trying to thread the needle to keep the institution going up or going going strong in his mind in this troubling time. By troubling, he means Donald Trump, who is not part of the establishment and refuses to prioritize the thing establishment people prioritize. So. What do we do? Well, in the future, we need conservatives who are going to conserve. I don't want a conservative who's going to surprise us with a unique take on jurisprudence like Gorsuch did. And I I like Gorsuch 99% of the time, but his uh, Title VII ruling was just crap. It It was just silly. Congress didn't intend to include transsexuals and gay people. Now, maybe that's good policy. Maybe it's bad policy. But we know it didn't because, you know, there were several attempts to pass a law. You know, I'm just a bill, yet I'm only a bill. You know, 
House of Representatives, Senate, they pass it, they sign, the president signs it, becomes law to pass one that got them what they wanted. Instead, you know, this uh, uh, sleight of hand opinion gives them what they wanted without us being asked. It is absolutely ridiculous to contend that a law that was expressly written with one meaning in mind actually means something else. That's the same as uh, uh, the, the whole living constitution thing. It's profoundly undemocratic. You want to pass the law? Pass it. Hey, some of us may agree with some of it. But what they're telling us is what we, what our legislature does doesn't matter. What they want matters. And that's, that is devastating. Conservatives need to elect conservative judges who will be reliably conservative. I never want another conservative surprise. I never want another judge who is going to surprise us. I want a judge where the liberals look at him, sigh and go, oh, we're never getting that vote. Because, you know, right now they're working Gorsuch and they're working Roberts. And you know, Gorsuch fell for it once. Roberts falls for it way too much. In trying to protect his institution with these, you know, pseudo-legalistic rulings that end up not doing justice and not enforcing the protections of the Constitution for the American people, he's going to cause more damage to the Supreme Court than anyone else, even the liberals, which is hard to imagine. Anyway, that's my edition of Fighting Words today. I hope you enjoy it and uh, check it out next week. Now, let me get to the important stuff. I got a book coming out. 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You. I need you to go pre-order it to own the libs. And uh, I'm going to be talking about it with uh, Hugh next week. I'm actually going to be guest hosting a couple times next week, looks like. So that's all uh, That's all a thing that's happening. So, uh Stick around. Talking to you soon. Bye-bye.